Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. Again, my name is Joe Caruso. I'll be your host for this episode, and we're jumping right into Mixed Messages. From all of our news sources to comedians, friends to advertisement, seems everyone's got an idea on how we should think, how we should live our lives, how do we make our decisions, and it seems like even experts are always disagreeing. So how do we cut through the noise? Well, when this information leaves us frustrated, we want to be able to sit through all of the noise and choose what governs our lives most appropriately. We've been praying about that as leadership at Grace, and we want to make sure that we're offering resources just like this one to help you navigate all of those mixed messages. Today, as we get into our topic with Pastor Jeff, we're going to be really diving into how do we interact with people that disagree with us? Because let's face it, it surrounds us all the time, and it's a question that I hear a lot, and it seems like every conversation around every circle seems to somehow land here, even for a few moments. So let's dive into this together with Jeff. Well, Jeff, now that we've talked a lot about what it means to be um, at least generally salt and light in our community, like how to support each other and build these uh, resources and relationships, stuff like that. But let's face it, there's something about humanity. Maybe it's something about 2020 where it just feels like a lot of people disagree with us. Yeah. <laughs> and as we're trying to interact with folks and um, as we're trying to explain our decisions and stuff like that, like it quickly leads into kind of conflict. Jeff, what are some ways that we can like take a Christ oriented attitude, a Christ oriented approach into those types of environments and relationships? Yeah, we're we're definitely at loggerheads about about a whole bunch of stuff. I'm, you know, I'm going to say something sounds it's a little bit weird. So it, as you guys are listening, you got to stick with me here. If you're listening in the car, try not to swerve off the road. <laughs> um, so this is what I would say. I, I, I've been studying um, Jesus and his teachings. We've been talking about this at at church on the weekends a lot. If you're listening to this podcast, even you know, whenever you listen to it, there's an old series that'll be up on our website called "Stops Along the Way," and uh, we were looking at just how Jesus um, taught his disciples. And I, I uh, just recently, I was looking at this pattern that Jesus laid out in his disciples, and I was I was bringing it out of the Book of Mark, so Mark chapter nine, Mark chapter ten. So four times in two chapters, Jesus says to his disciples, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, I'm going to suffer, and I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die. And then what's what's fascinating to me about this pattern is he says, number one, he, first time he goes, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, and my disciples deny themselves, take up their cross, follow me, and lose their life. And then the second time he says, I'm going to suffer and die, and then he goes, and my disciples say that the first shall be last, and last shall be first. And then the third time he says, I'm going to go suffer and die. And he's going to say, then he says, you need to be a slave to all men. And then the fourth time he says, I'm going to give my life as a ransom for many. And you need to deny yourself. So like there's this, there's this pattern. And, and as I was looking at that, Jesus is drilling in. I mean, it's not like him to be repetitive like that. Mm-hmm. He's drilling in. They're separate incidents. It's all in the same book. So these aren't like four times in the four Gospels. This is all in in Mark. He's drilling in, 
if you are my disciple, you must deny yourself. Mm. So as I was looking at that and thinking about that, I realized that denial of self is the key to all Christian living. If I won't deny myself, I can't have mercy, I can't forgive, I can't put others' interest above my own, I can't submit to my husband or my wife, I can't can't do any of that. I have to deny self first. And Jesus looks at his disciples, he's like, yeah, like I'm going to, I'm going to suffer and die, I'm denying self. So when we're at loggerhead, the, the reason that we we uh, lock horns like this is that nobody will deny themselves. Yep. So you offended me, you offended me. We'll even argue about whether those offenses are legitimate or not. It, do, and it which is like it doesn't matter if you're offended, you're offended. Right. But we'll 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 get an argument about that, and then we'll we'll lock horns on our perspective on that offense, and I'll demand that you yield to me. Well, on the other hand, I demand that you yield to me, and and that war cannot be won. We were talking, um, we we're talking about how like it's two pieces of steel colliding. All they do is spark and bounce off of each other. Yep. That's all, and that's what's happening. Our culture is just sparking and bouncing off of each other. And then we'll kind of wear each other out. We'll settle down for a while. Something will happen, and all the old weapons and all the old wounds and all the will we'll get back up. And um, I don't want to hear you. I don't, I don't want to hear your perspective. I don't want to hear what it's like to have your skin color. I don't want to hear what it's like to be a woman or a man. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I want you to hear me, and you, you have to yield to me. So in all of that it is a Christ follower then. Mm-hmm. See, and, and, and it's so easy. It's our, first of all, it's our human nature to be combative, and then it's our it's our cultural nature. We're Americans, like we don't we don't roll over and play dead, right? And we're kind of proud of that. I am mm-hmm. at least. I'm like, you want to fight? I'm an American. I'll fight you. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> like it's it's our nature to stand up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus would come in, and and he would be like, uh, question number one: Who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. You know, you're the you're the Christ, Son of the Living God, is Peter's grand confession. Okay, question number two: Do you want to be my disciple? Because what my disciple, what they are known for, is denying themselves, like I did, mm-hmm. like I did. Number two, deny yourself, like I did. Number three, deny yourself, like I did. Number four, deny yourself. And so it's it's. It's a big question, and so when you get into like um, Matthew chapter five, you get into like the Beatitudes, you get into like F- uh, Philippians uh, one and two, you know, uh, uh, put others' interests above your own, those kind of things. When you get into all that, if you don't have denial of self at the core, none of that can play out. And Jesus would look and say, "I, I think if you looked carefully at his teachings." He would say, here's the maybe the two hallmarks, two or three hallmarks. Uh, number one, love me with your heart, soul, mind, strength. Number two, 
uh, is love. My disciples are known by their love. Number three, my disciples are known by their denial of self. Mm-hmm. And like you, you, if you don't worship Jesus, then you'll you'll never love, and you can't love unless you deny yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's 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 in the key of all of it. I think you just said the word key. I think that's the key that unlocks so much of what we at least try to understand as followers of Christ. Like I read passages like the Beatitudes and it it lists out these things like, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst, the merciful, all these things. It's like, but I, that sounds great in my head. Yeah. Like it sounds wonderful. Even the Philippians passage you mentioned, like, man, to put others' needs above my own, that sounds so good and virtuous and lofty. But the thing is, is I, if I read back through that honestly, I don't want to be poor in spirit. I don't want to mourn. I don't. I don't want to be meek. That's not strength, at least the way we n- tend to define it. I don't want to be hungry and thirsty for anything, and so what, experientially, we get stuck because we don't want to deny self. Yeah. And so we 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 see these things. I think in our head, and we're like, that sounds great, but then life actually hit us, and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You 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 mean I'm supposed to do that? Yeah. And it, we we need. We want, but we need other people to do that for us, uh-huh. right? If I'm, if my house is on fire, I need a firefighter yep. to to bust through those flames and come get me, right? But I don't, and it's it's not because it's not because people are jerks. It's our human nature. I don't want to do that for somebody else. I desperately want people to do that for me. Well, that's where we start clashing. Hear me, hear me, hear me. You must understand me. You have to yield to me. And on the other side of that is, well, you you have to you have to understand before you can be understood. So if I never, it's not that we shouldn't express ourselves, or our hearts, our opinions, or us, but if I never am the one who is the denier of self, right? There's no way, you know the. We but we were just talking. What's that show you're watching? The thirteenth. Yeah, the thirteenth. Yeah, it's a documentary on uh, Netflix that talks about what life was like after the Thirteenth Amendment was signed in the into being. Yeah, and so <laughs> it and I I'm gonna watch it now. I didn't know about it till just mm-hmm. now, but I love stuff like that. But you know, for instance, in our culture, we've been talking a lot about race relations mm-hmm. and things like that. And uh, um, I have two dear friends, Kemp Boyd and, and Joey Johnson, who are both African-American pastors and leaders, they say things to me I don't, don't want to hear sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And, and I do to them, too. Like, we're, we're genuinely friends. We speak back and forth. But I'm like, man, I, I don't like that. Like, I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to consider it. I don't like to think about that that maybe my life is a part of that or I myself have those mindsets. But if I don't deny myself, right? If I don't put down my defenses and become open-minded, I don't have to become a wimp. I'm not. I mean, that's not a real problem for me. <laughs> but but I, I don't I don't have to quit thinking or accept whatever, you know, it's not just like you know, Kemp thought it, so I believe it kind of a thing. But like, then if I won't do that, and then they do that back to me, we're, we're, we're friends, then we can't process right. uh, an issue 
And then even as pastors, like Pastor Joey and I, if we can't process an issue, we can't lead the church through it. Right. Because we're so stuck on, well, this is what I want and think, and this is what I want to think. So even, it's not that people are jerks, like godly men and women struggle with this. And sometimes it's hurtful. You, you think about like marriage. I don't, I don't like what Heidi says to me sometimes, <laughs> I, and I, especially if she's right. Sure. Like, I don't like that at all. I want to be right about things, right. and I am most of the time. It's helpful, but <laughs> but you see, what I'm saying like, and it it's, and this is our culture. That's why we don't ever fix anything. Mm-hmm. Is because we're we don't listen. We're not hearing. We're not imp- If you're not hearing, you're not empathetic. And then what what happens tragically is you cut out all kinds of wisdom. You know. How many lessons can be learned by like a documentary like the 13th? You don't have mm-hmm. to agree with it, but you're right. like, it's stuff you would have never thought about before nope. or a perspective you wouldn't have seen. And because it's, it's the documentary is from somebody else's perspective. Right. Right. And, you know, we talk a lot about dialogue and all those kind of things. And I'm like, it, the, all that's true. It's really denial of self. If, if I'm going to, if my dad is a jerk, and he walked out on me, if I'm ever gonna have peace, I have to deny myself. Mm-hmm. He, he cannot make restitution for a lifetime of absence. So somewhere in there, I have to like bear that burden in order to forgive him, mm-hmm. uh, to be merciful to that homeless person or, or whoever. Um, they they can't do anything to earn my favor, right? I didn't. I'm not the addict. I didn't mm-hmm. do drugs, right? Right. So I have to deny myself to express mercy. And Jesus is in in Mark chapter nine and ten. There, he's drilling that in his his disciples. Like I'm going to the cross. I didn't do anything. They're going to mock me and make false accusations. I'm going to suffer. I didn't do anything, but I'm going to wind up being victorious because they actually can't do anything to me. Right. You know, so we were talking about, and when we were talking about this, we're talking about steel hitting steel as opposed to steel hitting water. Mm -hmm. Like you can hit water as hard as you want with a hammer. The water doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And and that's the way that the believer is. It's like, uh, I'm victorious in Christ. Have at it, you know. Yeah. I I think... um... There's so much here that we're unpacking, Jeff. It's so helpful. And when I think about the people in my life that want to be argumentative against me, and then many of these folks would be like the three that I'm praying for, the people that I want to see and know Jesus, um, people that I want to have a spiritual influence with. Maybe it's someone, you know, I'm a pastor. I I want to help shepherd them. Maybe it's even a family member that I'm trying to, like, kind of redeem some relationship, whatever. If I refuse to step into these um, heartbeats and these actions of denial of self, what I'm doing is I'm painting a picture of Jesus that is inaccurate. That's right. That's and, right. And so the more that I am um, a, a, op, in opposition and fighting and banging that metal up against each other, I'm not showing them that denial of self and that victory that Jesus has for their life. Right. That's right. And it, and it's it's... Like you're a super, you're one of the smartest people I know, Joe, and and you're you're well spoken. So suddenly, like I I can fight and win, 
<laughs> right. You know, I can, I can, I can fight anybody verbally and beat them. Right. That what have you accomplished for Christ? Because he said nothing right. to his accusers. Right. So, so like we're talking about like, I have like our worlds at each other. We disagree with each other. And, and, our tendency is to, you know, you go to the left and you listen to whoever, you go to the right and it's Rush or Ben Shapiro, whoever, you know, it just kind of depends on who, what podcast you like mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I I would look, in fact, one of the reasons we're doing mixed messages is I'm like, yeah, a believer wouldn't run to either one of those places. No. We would run to Jesus and, and you're not going to fit in. You, When I'm in conflict with somebody, Jesus would say things, the, the scripture would say things like this. Um, my battle's not against flesh and blood, right? I'm not in conflict with you. You're, I, you are different than your idea, and your idea is probably not from you. It's a spiritual idea, and I've that spiritual battle's fought and won. So, how do I redeem your heart instead of like fight your idea? And this isn't this isn't lay down and and you know be a doormat. And it's not the lack of engagement, you know. Um, but I like to say when a con- when a conversation turns into uh, a combat, that's when you drop it. Right. Like we we've gotten the value out of it. Yep. You know, and and for the believer, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to be an ambassador as as if Christ Himself is speaking through me. And you did not see Jesus go toe to toe with people and prove them wrong, yeah. mic drop and walk away. It wasn't his way. He was like bigger than that. Right. He was above it. I always um, am fascinated, and, and all the things that we're going through don't—they pale in comparison to Jesus dying on the cross. But I'm fascinated by the words that he says when he's being spit at, beaten, tortured, mocked. That. Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. You know, and so some of these arguments, some of these op- some of this opposition that comes our way, sometimes it's just we have to take it to the Lord and say they don't they don't get it. And it's not out of like, boy, they're stupid. It's out of compassion. Yeah. Like, Lord, they don't understand. Well, if you if you really want to blow your mind and take an Advil, <laughs> okay, I'm in. Not forgive the Father. They don't know what they're doing. What they were really doing is causing Jesus to be victorious. Yep. <laughs> right? So it, it, it's, it's beyond like they're, like you said, it's not like, oh, they're dumb, God, just forgive them. It, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but like if you press into that, he's winning. Every time the whip hits his back, he's one step closer to winning. Every time the hammer drives the nail, he's one step closer to victory. So what they think they're doing is defeating him. It's what Satan himself thought. What Jesus knew they were doing was making him victorious. Yeah. So forgive them, Father. Um, they're being used by me, used by you to accomplish the plan. So don't hold that against them. Is is almost the tone there, mm-hmm. right? And. And for the believer, this is the idea of the of the the steel hitting the water. The water just goes on with what it's doing. You know, go, go beat a river with a with a hammer as long as you want. It just keeps flowing. Yep. Right. And this is the where where Paul and others would say, you know, we are more than conquerors. We're overcomers. We're already victorious. 
that stuff isn't positive speak to tell me that I can have my best life now. <laughs> that stuff is is reassurance that every proverbial whip that hits our back is a is a stripe of victory, not defeat. That's why we're blessed when we're persecuted. See, it's why the kingdom of that's why we count trials as joy. That's all right there on the cross. If you want to see the the most complete picture of Jesus, look at him on the cross. Yeah, that he's at the peak of his uh, glory, so to say, or certainly his earthly accomplishment is what he came to do. Yep. And as a believer, that that understanding and that mindset it starts with denial of self, and then it leads to a victorious life, where regardless of who gets elected. It doesn't really change what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. Right. Regardless of of what this court ruling does or that court ruling does, it doesn't really change. It, it might affect my circumstances, sure. you know, sure, but it doesn't really change what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You can't alter that. That's why the that's why the church can't be defeated, right? You know, it, there's there's nothing that a government or a group of people or a law can do to stop us. Yep. I um. I, I'm so fascinated by this concept because not only does taking this mindset and this this positioning of our heart help us navigate these combative relationships, it whether it's in the moment or it's a year from now or five years from now, it actually points them to the real Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And so this is not simply how do we navigate um, the school season of 2020, or how do we navigate COVID in 2020, or how do we navigate racial tension in 2020? This is also how is God redeeming this time period in history to draw people to Himself? That's right. That's right. And and I would say He has optimized that opportunity. Yeah. Don't don't throw away your shot because we're all in the Hamilton. <laughs> don't throw away your shot by making a snarky political comment. Who cares? Right. You know, don't don't throw away your shot by mask, no mask. Like, who, who cares? God doesn't care. Who cares? Right. Right? Th- those are human concerns. They're not earthly concerns. But that's always the temptation be- because I want what I want. Mm-hmm. If you lead with love of your neighbor and denial of yourself, you'll start wanting what God wants. And that path to victory, and it's funny— uh, let's just make up a number, 24 months from now, two years from now, who's the person going to remember, the person who argued with them or the person who didn't? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. who, who's the oddball right now? Right. The guy, you know, losing their mind on Twitter or the, or the person who doesn't, right. the, who's steady, who's above it all, who's unaffected? So whether it's direct conversation, salt and light, or it's lifestyle consistency, you wind up being at the position that that Jesus wants you to be. Absolutely. This is... um, So many of us have a heart for people. We want to pray for our three. We want to reach them. We want to have these no-brainer moments, things where we can, like, can we help shed Christ on them? But this is the mindset and the lifestyle that sets all of that up. That's right. And so I think for any of us that are like, man, I have these neighbors, these friends, these coworkers, classmates, whoever, it's like we have to dive into Jesus and start denying ourselves to line up with him if we want any of that to come to be. Yep. So I, I'm 
honestly thrilled that we're having this conversation. Like, I don't want to say for the first time in 2020, but like, there's a lot of down moments in 2020. Yeah. This stuff gets me fired up. Yeah. Because yeah. can you imagine if everybody listening and watching right now starts saying, I'm going to start. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to start praying this way. I'm going to start reading the scriptures. I'm going to start trusting that God wants to do this. I'm going to start denying myself and doing what he wants. Imagine. Oh, my goodness. Let, let Christ form your opinions. Oh, let yeah. Christ form your truth. Let Christ form your actions. And you'll stick out like a sore thumb. So, so good. Well, Jeff, thanks for thanks for getting into this with us. I think that um, this is incredibly encouraging. Again, not only to me, I hope to you as well as you're watching and listening. I'm excited to keep these touch bases going and continue to help the flywheel move. If you have questions, if there's things that you want to dive into, that you want to ask, that can be uniquely addressed through our Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue uh, podcast, make sure that you go to our website, bath.gracechurches.org, uh, front slash mixed messages, and you can fill out a form there. And as those questions come in, we'll start navigating those. We'll start yeah. having the conversations. We want to continue to be a resource for each other as we point people towards Christ. So make sure you subscribe, follow, send us a direct message if you want to get in contact with us. We'd love for you as well to join us on the weekend. If you're in the Akron area and you're, you want to get out and about, find our service times on Saturday and Sunday. If you're still kind of navigating things online or you're out of the Akron area, join us online Saturday and Sundays for our services as well. And uh, we'd love to meet you and start interacting with you in those ways too. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all of these mixed messages around us. And uh, we'll see you next time.